While Tommy and I were driving down to Richmond yesterday, I found myself thinking about something your mama had said to me earlier in the week. About this strong feeling she had that she needed to call someone. And the feelings that she sometimes has that it's time to invite someone over for dinner or reach out to them. She's just presented with this certainty of knowing what to do. When I was growing up, I called that feeling of certainty the Holy Spirit, because that's what we called it at church. When I got a little bit older and I was running with Quakers, I called it my inner light, because that's what we called it at meeting. And then, when I started learning how to meditate, I found that I could sense that inner light a little more clearly if I quieted all the other voices. And in my head, I called it the still small voice, which comes from this passage about Elijah. And behold, the Lord passed by, and a great and strong wind rent the mountains, and break in pieces the rocks before the Lord. But the Lord was not in the wind, and after the wind an earthquake. But the Lord was not in the earthquake, and after the earthquake a fire, but the Lord was not in the fire, and after the fire, a still small voice. And it was so when Elijah heard it that he wrapped his face in his mantle and went out and stood in the entering in of the cave. And behold, there came a voice unto him and said, What doest thou here, Elijah? This still small voice is there for all of us. Another way to think of it is knowing what to do. We don't have to wait for an earthquake or a fire or a strong wind to have access to that. I'm going to take a side jaunt here to answer a question that might be popping into your head if you've previously heard me or someone else say Holy Ghost versus Holy Spirit. When I was a kid, I mostly read the Bible in the King James Version, or KJV. And in the KJV, the translation was Holy Ghost. But almost all modern translations say Holy Spirit. They're just synonyms. If you ever find yourself in a crowd of really enthusiastic Trinitarians, I'd encourage you to ask them for an explanation of the Holy Trinity, which is this set of doctrines that hold Jesus and God, the Father, and the Holy Ghost all together are the one God. I've never completely understood or cared about it, so I'm the wrong person to give a good defense of it. In fact, the schism of 1054 centered on a disagreement about the Holy Ghost, and from what I can tell, there have been a lot of silly arguments about it that have given people the excuse they needed to do what they already were inclined to do and fight, which is part of why I'm not inclined toward that topical area. The Celts, your own ancestors, referred to the Holy Spirit as a wild goose, which might be a topic for a whole nother meeting. I like this depiction better than a dove. I think there's something about imagining the moving of the Holy Spirit as being significantly like the untitled goose game that I really like. So, it's either a loud honk, or a still small voice, or something else. But let me say this before we draw any further conclusions. 
every single person has access to this. What we're talking about is an artifact of consciousness. Another name for what we're talking about here is a conscience, the part of you that tells yourself what it should do. And whether you call it a wild goose or the Holy Ghost or the inner light or something else is less important than learning how to listen to that voice. I want to make one final point before we light our candles. I'll point out that a flame is actually another way the Holy Ghost is depicted. But before we light our candles and see that flame, I want to bring to mind this old cartoon that has a devil sitting on one shoulder and an angel sitting on the other, or maybe the Holy Ghost, which sort of brings a question to mind. It takes time and practice to hear and understand the voice, that urge, that certainty that is going to steer you right. And how do you know the difference between that one and the one that's going to steer you wrong? Sometimes, when I'm hurt or lonely or angry, I have a nearly overpowering urge to say something nasty or do something awful, which is a whole other thing that's, again, maybe a topic for another meeting. Why do I sometimes have the strong urge to act wrongly? But on today's topic, I want to hearken back to a previous meeting where we talked about the fruit of the Spirit. You might remember this. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-controlness. This list comes from a letter from Paul, who was an early convert to Christianity, and who describes this conflict as being between what your body wants and what your spirit wants. I like that framing generally. The chemicals in my body sometimes tell me I should hit someone or yell, but that inner light knows better. Your mama calls it the toddler reaction, the untrained reaction of your body. Paul also wrote that doing what's wrong is really obvious to us. And I think that's right too. We know when we're hurting someone. If you ever aren't sure if it's your inner light or if you're just having a bad reaction to a chemical in your bloodstream, this isn't a bad yardstick. Does it feel like love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-controlness? Of course, then, sometimes the inner light is just a wild goose, and who knows what's going to happen then. Let's light our candles and think about how we can learn to know the difference. <laughs>